Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Ja, hej så välkomna igen till en avsnitt av den fantastiska podden Rock Bottom. Och normalt så brukar jag ju sitta här med den undersköna Erika. Men Erika är lite sjuk idag och tyckte att det var jobbigt att gå upp ur sängen. Och det får vi respektera. Så att jag fick alldeles själv åka in till stan och ta mig till ett jätteskärmigt hotell här inne i stan. Och träffa en kvinna som jag har träffat många gånger förut, men det var länge sedan nu. Och hon är representant för ett riktigt klassiskt årtionde 80-talet. Vi pratar om Doro Pesch. Welcome, Doro! Hey, uh, good to be back here in Sweden. Yes, thank you for having me. Of so. course, we, we always love to have you here. Uh, you represent pretty much the, the, the uh, cl- uh, classic uh, German uh, rock. Uh, I mean, uh, even from the 70s, not you, but the Scorpions and everything started there. Yeah. Uh, and then you moved on to the 80s with Warlock. Yes. And it was classic 80s rock. Yeah, yeah. But... You were almost alone being a woman. It didn't matter. (laughs) You know, I never, I never felt it was, you know, so different. I just, I always felt good being a metalhead. And I always felt very respected and loved and supported by all the other bands or musicians. And and I was so lucky to go on tour with like my heroes. Like Judas Priest was my first tour, was my first time. Oh, you started out with Judas Priest? Yeah, my first (laughs) tour with Judas Priest. They were my heroes. And then the second tour in 87 was actually with my favorite singer, Ronnie James Dio. And And what a great guy he is. Yes. The nicest guy in the world. We miss him so much. Every day. So I could learn from the best, but I was always treated so good so I never felt like you know that it was any different it was just one guy from the band the singer and but all other guys in, in rock bands they can turn around and they can look at other guys and hang with other guys yeah you couldn't hang with other girls no, really no, because there were no true. one <laughs> yeah that's true one uh, yeah one festival it was Monsters of Rock in Casa Donington it was 86 and I had some new stage clothes so I needed somebody to help me you know like you know like like zipping it up and stuff and then I thought oh maybe I get like a nice lady to help me there was no one there no ladies no girls no no women and then I asked you know the guys in my band to help me but it 
was sometimes maybe a little bit lonely, but it was all okay. And there were definitely some great girls doing it. Like I loved a um, rock goddess uh, band uh, of England, yeah. Turner. I think she was a great singer. Of course, Nita Ford, Girls School, Lee Aaron of uh, Canada, Lita Ford. We were all great friends. So, you know, so we weren't many, but we all got along great. And, I grew up with, uh, as a big Runaways fan. I, oh. I started the Runaways fan club in Sweden. Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, I, how cruel. So, uh, how cruel. But, but even back then, you thought, okay, finally girls are taking a, a part of, in rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. But look yeah, at today, yeah. it's still the same. It's very few women in rock. <laughs> got a little bit better. Yeah, a little bit. Little but bit. not, I mean, but, we're talking 30 years here. Yeah, yeah. Right, but in, uh, when I see the fans, it's sometimes like almost 50-50 or 40-60%. Like, and, and in the 80s, it was maybe 95% guys. So I think that definitely changed. But yeah, of course, there need to be more women. And sometimes when we choose a support band, sometimes I, I think, man, yeah, I want to get you know some band with like a great girl singer or, or all girls and we had many many support bands uh, from Sweden Crucified Bar oh, yeah, which was cool band. great no? yeah. all girl band such a great attitude um, Liv from Sister Sin we took Sister Sin out on the road in, in America and yeah in Crucified Barbara we did Germany and Russia and another band from Sweden Fatal Smile and they, they all they're all guys but They know how to dress, you know. They, man, you know, they were better than any girl, you know. Like they had the down, the hair, the makeup. They were like doing the what a great show, and yeah. But um, yeah, but I think yeah, they definitely need some more women. Yeah, yeah. But but, but yeah. Yeah. Well, what is it that holds women back in rock? Is it the guys who say stop, you can't come oh, in I here, or is it so. women who go, oh, I don't want to do this. I, I probably don't have a chance. Oh. What is it that holds women back? I guess you definitely need to catch fire, you know, and to, you know, that, that when you get into metal, you need people who, who hook you up with the good stuff, you know, that, and, and I think you need maybe an older brother or, you know, people in school or in your workplace, you know, to show you the real good metal stuff. Or a and metal I, father. Or a metal <laughs> father, that's right, that's right, you know. So, yeah, I think you need, you need a good introduction and, um, And of course, pop music, you can always see it on TV, you can hear it on... Yeah, yeah. and women are almost equal in pop music. Yeah, that's right, yeah. that's right. And I tell you, it's so much fun. I love it. I couldn't imagine having a life without metal. So I definitely, you know, I, I think, yeah, you you need some, some people who hook you up with the good records and bands. And, you know, and I think when you see one time a great concert, that's it. You know, you just, yeah. But um, I don't know, you know, sometimes... You know, maybe you don't want to go alone, so you definitely need friends, you know, and you, and you need friends to start a band too, you know. Yeah. It's hard to keep a band and that everybody's on the same page and that you want the same things, you know, and, you know, that, that you have the same passion, you know. Sometimes people, they just want to hang out and maybe you rehearse two nights a week and some people want to rehearse seven nights a week. And in... In our first bands, we had the rule, we rehearsed every day, no matter what. And, you know, so it was Christmas, New Year's Eve, every day. Christmas even? Yes, Christmas. <laughs> And then you can imagine our parents, you know. Yeah, hey, I'm yeah, off yeah, to yeah. the studio. Yeah, 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 it was every day, every day. And then we had a rule because I was, uh, I was working 
when I had my first band. And I always came late to rehearsal because, you know, traffic was bad. I no, was no, because you're a woman. Women I, are always late. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we, have to, we have to do some stuff, you know, like putting on makeup. That always takes forever. And, but I was really working even without makeup. And I, I always came late. And then we had the rule, if somebody comes uh, late five minutes, it's 50 euros. I don't know how much that is in Sweden. And it was Marks back then, I guess. Yeah, Marks. Yeah. Marks, which was, um, that was even, even more. I felt even more. And yeah, 50 Deutschmarks. And I tell you, and, you know, and then I had to pay a couple of times 50 Deutschmarks. And then I came punctual. <laughs> I couldn't afford it anymore. It was like, okay. yeah, well, so that's a- it was strict, man. It was strict, yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, okay. yeah. In hindsight, what, what do you feel that Warlock achieved uh, as a band? Actually, I, I think... And we were at the right time in the right place. It was like the beginning of when metal became huge. It was great. I think being a German band, I always thought it's a disadvantage because the band, you know, whatever, America, England, they, you know, it was it was cooler. They English was their their, their It language. was tough for Swedish bands too. <laughs> it was. I, I bet, I bet. And, you know, and we couldn't speak English at all. So we, our first lyrics, it was all translated throughout the dictionary. And sometimes I think it made no sense, <laughs> but it sounded metal. And I think it was just a little bit harder. And, um, yeah, and then when we played one festival, I think it was the door opener. It was Monsters of Rock in 86. We did two in Germany, but one in England, Castle Donington. And I tell you, and the fans, they were so supportive. And I think we did a good show. And then everybody said, okay, let's give that German band a, a chance. And then we got our first worldwide record released. And then we could go to America. And that was actually a big, big deal. And, you know, and I always wanted to go to America, you know. And you live in America. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was just having a little uh, chance going there for three days. It was a little promotion tour in 1986. And then after two days, I thought, man, I want to stay. I want to stay. That's what I felt when I was there. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was. And back in the 80s, in America, everybody was, yeah, you know, you know, you have a great idea. Oh, awesome. You have a crazy idea. Even better. And in Germany, when we, when we were working, you know, people were more like critical and stuff. And, you know, and then when I came to America, that's the reason why I think the Triumph and Agony album came out so good, because there was new energy free you could just you know let it all out i could just be myself more than i felt when i was in germany in the studio oh it was always a nightmare <laughs> everybody was fighting and stuff and you know they so, even could record it like, oh, there was there was a miracle so when did you move to america uh, in 86 oh you yeah, moved there yeah. three days promotion tour yeah. and then i said i want to stay and then I okay stayed. so you pretty much yeah. lived there for th- 30 years yeah yeah i um then my dad he got sick and then i thought oh i got it have a little place in Germany as well. And then I traveled back and forth and I got the green card after a long wait, I think five, six years. And then I got the green card. Now I'm always either in America or in Germany or touring all over the world. Oh, so you do, you do still live in Germany sometimes? Uh, I have a little place there. Now in Düsseldorf? Like usually I'm on in, tour. In, in Düsseldorf? So yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's close to my mom. She's a little bit older now, so I have to take care of her. Of course, well. of course. She always supported me, took care of me, and now, now it's my time. When, when you're in America, what do you miss about Germany? Oh, actually, I miss, I miss, well, I don't miss so much. <laughs> <laughs> I just miss my mom. Sauerkraut. 
<laughs> I, I tell you, it's a mess. In Germany, I, I didn't grow up with sauerkraut. I, I think it's maybe, I don't know if it's more a Bavarian thing. And, you know, you have once in a year sauerkraut. If yeah. even. It's like people know, think we eat Swedish meatballs every day. We don't. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tell you, when I first came to uh, New York, and then everyone said, oh, you're from Germany, German chocolate cake mm. we love. There is no German chocolate cake. That doesn't exist. The Schwarzwald. Uh, it's yeah, Schwarzwald. Yeah, it's it's like, yeah. yeah, it has a little chocolate job. But uh, yeah, but everyone says, oh, German chocolate cake. And, and it's, uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, like things, you know, maybe a family came there, did something. But uh, yeah, sometimes yeah. It's, it's, it's different, you know. It's not so realistic. But it sounds good. You know? Yeah. Uh, in Warlock, uh, there was a lot of band members leaving. Uh, eventually, you were yeah. the only one left in the yeah. band. What, yeah, what, what yeah. happened? It's, um, yeah. Yeah. Actually, we started, um, we were all kind of friends. In the beginning, I was in a band called Snakebite, then Beast, then Attack, and then Warlock. And it was pretty much all the same band members and everybody was, you know, leaving the band, getting back into the band, you know, starting a new band, starting another band, having two bands. So it was like a, a free-for-all. And then we, uh, yeah, we got together as Warlock. And, uh, and then, you know, it, it was quite successful. We had no idea why and how. But we got our first record deal and we thought maybe we will sell 100 records the most. And then suddenly it was in one month. It was overwhelmingly like like 25,000. And we had no idea <laughs> that people would even know about our band. And uh, we weren't professionals. And I, I still had a, a day job. I was a graphic artist. So, so some guys, they just did it as a hobby, even though we had to rehearse every day. And then the pressure started to be on um, when we did our second album, Hellbound. And suddenly, you know, some guys, they, they weren't sure if they want to do it. And, you know, and then by the third record, it got really difficult because the record company back in the day, they had so much power and it was such a huge industry. So they, they told us what they wanted to hear so more radio-friendly sounds that meant more pop. Uh, the lyrics, they could be as tough and metal and dark. You know, we had to change everything. And, and then we got into big fights with everybody. And so everybody tried to take over, had nothing to do with the band. And then the first guy left. He said he was so fed up, you know, he doesn't want to do it anymore. So he left. And then we sat down, the record company guys said, okay, you all have to be committed. You know, we believe in you guys, but you have to play the game. The second guy said, no, I don't want to <laughs> fucking do it. So, you know, it was the bass player, he left. And then, so you were all alone. <laughs> yeah, all alone. And then actually, when I came to America, I met uh, this guy, Tommy Bowen, which we played together the first time in 30 years at Sweden Rock. Last year, we celebrated this big album, Triumph and Agony, which is still one of my favorites with All We Are and all these other, I think, really great songs. And yeah, and Tommy, he came into the band because he played on the record, he played on our demos, and then it was obvious, man, he has so much energy and so much positive energy. And he's a very unique player. He's like sweating, bleeding in a second. <laughs> and, you know, and he's a powerhouse and I liked him. And yeah, he's full of life, full of energy. And, you know, I thought, man, I, 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 he is in the band, you know, we got to do it. So we had two Americans and two Germans. 
that didn't go too well, you know. It was it was kind of okay. And then we uh, we had actually a manager in America who was great, and a manager in Germany. And then he that guy took the name, and he had no right to do it, but um, he practically, practically stole stole the name. name. Yeah, yeah. And then we were in deep trouble, and I thought, ah. Oh, Fuck it, let's do it anyhow. We use the name; it's our name. And then um, the, you know, the judge put a stop to that because uh, he said, "No, no. If if we ever see that name Warlock again on a poster, you have to pay like I think fifty thousand Deutschmarks." And we thought, "What?" And then we tried it. The first Majeure record was in the making. It was after Triumph and Agony, which was so successful and great tour with Ronnie James Dio and. Everybody kind of like knew who that band Warlock was worldwide. It was the first success. Yeah, and then we couldn't use it anymore. And then some people said, hey, call it Doro. Maybe the fans will connect and they will know who it is. And the record company said, we are not interested in having another band's name because then nobody knows. And we, you know, supported you guys. And oh, it was a mess. No, and Doro was unusual enough to use as a band name. Yeah, and actually as a singer, you know, the, you know it was like... Yeah. But do you still still feel that Dora was a band or was it your solo career? Well, I think it was a band. It was a band and I always I'm always a team player. I love to have a band. I'm an only child, so I always like to have brothers and sisters. So and now the lineup, yeah, we are together for so long. My bass player Nick Douglas, he's in the band twenty eight years. <laughs> My drummer Johnny D is in the band twenty five years. Luca, or Italian guitar player, he's, I think, 11 years in the band. And Bass, he's close to 10 years. And now I reconnected with Tommy. And Tommy Boyle, who played on the Triumph and Agony, and, and he was a great guy. We always stayed friends. He always hopped on stage when we played in America, either in New York or L.A. And then I called him, like, about two years ago, and I said, hey, Tommy, you know, the Triumph and Agony album is almost 30 years, you know, like, like uh, ago, and shall we celebrate, and shall we do some special shows? And he said, oh, I was waiting for that phone call for so long. And, yeah, and then we did it. And the first show was actually Sweden Rock. And I thought, oh, my God, such a big show, you know, no warm-up show. And <laughs> we wanted to play the whole entire Triumph and Agony album for the first time. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Some songs we have never rehearsed. Some songs we've never played live. Yeah, and then we did some rehearsals and man, some songs sounded so nice, so good. And then we did this show and I think it was pretty good. Yeah, and then we said, hey, let's do it, you know, a couple of more times. And then we did Norway rock and it was raining and, and shitty weather. And then five o'clock in the morning, you know, we went to our hotel room, we're jamming. And then Tommy and me, we came up with this song, If I Can't Have You, No One Will. And I thought, oh, that's nice, like passionate, brutal love story. And I talked to Johan, and on the last Amona Math album, I did one duet with Johan. Uh, it was called A Dream That Cannot Be, and it was great, and I love Amona Math. And then I said, Johan, we have another idea. Maybe it could be another duet. And it was not the plan before, you know, when I sang on their album, I didn't have, you know, in my mind that we would do it again. But when we had the song, I thought, man, this might be something for Johan. So I called him, I sent him the song, and uh, the chorus was kind of done. And I said, hey, Johan, maybe you have an idea for the verses, for the lyrics. Yeah, and then he came up with the verses. So we recorded that song all together. It might be the second single, video. Yeah, and then I felt, man, Tommy has so good energy. And then we were working more and more on this album. And he played many solos, many licks. He played in all for metal and uh, turn it up and yeah and now we want to do once in a while some special shows playing the triumph and agony album and maybe some you know old classic warlock songs and maybe even recording next year triumph and agony live album oh okay yeah yeah so what can you say about uh, the forever warriors and um forever united yeah it's that's a double album time. yeah the first one and 25 songs yeah. are you crazy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. crazy <laughs> that's right that's right but it was all yeah it just came out it was all flowing and i had like 35 songs even more and i thought oh man cutting it down to 10 songs or 12 songs on the normal album i called the record company i said well i have so many songs i think they're all very special and really good ones And I said, can I do a double album? And I said, well, in this day and age, nobody's doing it anymore. You know, sometimes in America, they just do one, two, three songs on a single or 12 and or, you know, it's not any more physical uh, like vinyl or CDs. So, and then I said, yeah, but I want to do the real thing with vinyl, double vinyl, two double vinyl and, you know, and CD and a double CD, double album. And the last time I heard about it was Use Your Illusion by Guns N' Roses in 91. <laughs> oh, wow. Is that 17 years ago? Yeah. Oh, my God. I think so. No, I no, can't. no. What did you say? 91? 91, I think it was, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, uh, that, that's unbelievable. Yeah, 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 yeah that could be. Yeah, could be, yeah. But I've had, there were so many great songs. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So, Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You crammed it there. Yeah. I, I heard that some of the songs has a, a sort of a political message. This time. Yeah, some of the songs uh, they do, like for example, the song Resistance has a French title, mm. but um, I wrote it when, when there 
we're voting in America. In uh, when you have a green card, you can do everything. You can work, you know, live there, everything, but you can't vote. So, and when the whole voting process, which is always, you know, how it is, a big party and stuff, it already felt really weird. And you know, and I thought, oh my god, you know, and, and the song is about that we all have to stick together, fight the good fight, stand up for something, and 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 stand your ground to not let the other, you know, people and forces take over. I think times are as crucial. And then that that song was written about it, and mm -hmm. I believe the metalheads they are they are people with heart and soul, and they know what's right and what's wrong. They feel something. They're passionate about something, and, and you know, and, and they know about good stuff. So um, yeah, but I tell you, I think times are really man, tragic. So yeah, and in America, I felt it was changing so drastically from when I first came there in the early '80s. You know, now it's like not the same anymore. You know, I came to America, and everybody was happy and free, and you can could really live your dreams. Everybody was very tolerant. Could, be yourself and now it's like it's it's very very intolerant and you know and, and very aggressive the atmosphere mm -hmm. and you know and it's not the same anymore and people start fighting and then even in the studio you know certain people have dif different political you know uh, thoughts and I thought oh my god you know I was like yeah, it's, it's not the same anymore. <laughs> so I hope it will change for the better. But yeah, the whole world, I think, yeah. yeah. That's the reason why I wanted to put out the double album now and not wait a year to put out the second album, you know, first now one and then one year later. You never know. So yeah, I wanted to keep it fresh. and. You have some uh, guest musicians on the album too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are who have you invited? Yeah, since I'm here in Sweden, I'm so happy that uh, Johan Heck is on, on this album again, and that we are doing this duet. If I can have you, no one will. I think it's a killer song. I love it. I love his voice. I love his energy. I love his live performance. I love that band. So that, that's for me, like personally, it's it's definitely a total highlight. Then we have Doug Aldrich uh, playing guitar from White Snake, yeah. yeah, White Snake Dio and, and Dead Daisies. I actually met him last year in uh, Skogskoyet, uh, the festival here in Sweden, and yeah, we became great friends. And I think he played awesome. And then we have one uh, anthem. It's called All for Metal, which is the first video, first. And and these these guests are in the video as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out. You can see it on YouTube. Of course, for free. You can see it all over. And it's uh, Miller singing, uh, Johann Heck, uh, Sabaton, uh, Rust Boss, uh, Jeff Waters, uh, Chuck Billy of Testament. Uh, it's uh, yeah. Everybody's in there. It's a big the rock friends. and roll party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you see the video, it's so funny. And then you see. Uh, like you know, fans like you know, like like dancing in the mud, and you know, and like stage diving from the mud. It's like oh, so cool, and and these shots are in slow motion, and it really feels oh, it feels so good, and it's a feel good song. Feel mm -hmm. good anthem. And one song is about uh, Lemmy. Yeah, yeah, it was actually the key song for this album, and it's called "Living Life to the Fullest," and it's dedicated to Lemmy. And uh, it was when when I flew to. Lemmy's funeral, and the song just, yeah, we're coming out like out of nowhere, out of a broken heart. And I was in the plane 
thinking about Lemmy and I loved him so much. Like we all loved Lemmy so much. And then the melody and the lyrics, they were all there. And I sang it on my cell phone. And then I called my friend Andreas Brun, who I was working with for over 22 years. And I said, Andreas, I have this song. I want to record it right away. And I flew to Hamburg and then we recorded it. And I think it came out pretty nice. It has like a marching drum, like a, you know, Lemmy was always into yeah. you know, like, you know, World War stuff. He collected stuff. And, you know, I it was a funny guy. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. Yeah. And so that was the first song for Lemmy. And then the whole record is in the spirit of Lemmy and it's dedicated to Lemmy Kilmister. It says it in the booklet of the CD. And uh, yeah, and then we recorded another song connected to Lemmy. It's a Motorhead uh, song, Lost in the Ozone. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I loved it so much. And yeah. Yeah. And it has so sad lyrics, man. Lemmy wrote the saddest lyrics. It's like, Intelligent lyrics, I would say. Yes, Very yes. smart lyrics. Uh, 1916, yeah. for instance. Yes, it's, yeah. a, it's amazing. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's yes. like a movie in the song, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've had the same about Lost in the Ozone. And, oh, yeah. man. I think there's some of the saddest uh, sentences in uh, this one part. Uh, he said, I turned my face to God, but his face was turned away. And then, da 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 da, nothing more to say. And, oh, God. <laughs> so, like, every time I, I heard it, I had to cry. Yeah. It was so, like, Speaking oh, about goodness. lyrics, there's a tradition for you to include a song in German as yeah. well. Yeah, <laughs> if it doesn't come out, that's cool too. But yeah. this time, yeah, it came out, and it's a song about deep friendship. That's always my my main thing. Like, um, since I'm not married, and I, uh, you could say it's a love song too, but it's more a song about true friendship, which will last forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my tour coughed. Uh, and there you go. And it's called. Freunde fürs Leben, that means friends for life. And yeah, that's how I you had one for friends. immer. Uh, yeah, for immer. Yeah. Same subject, kind of. That was maybe more love song. I sang it many times, you know, for people's wedding and <laughs> weddings and, you know, and biker festivals, uh, you know, for people to get married and people fell in love and in, in churches. I sang that song. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still love that. And that was the first song in German, German, English, and Spanish <laughs> sentence. And, yeah, yeah. We're going to have to finish off now. Uh, and we, we, we always finish with what we call the cringe song. It's a song that you're really ashamed of liking, uh, or at least you wouldn't tell your friends that you really like this song. Do you have a song like that, 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 that you wouldn't really brag about liking, but you do like it? <laughs> oh my God. You can cut it, right? Because I have to really think about it. Could be something from your childhood, something you remember. Uh, it's a cheesy song, but I like it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, actually, I uh, went many, many years um, to write songs in Nashville. And Nashville is like actually the mecca of country music, but you yeah. can find the best songwriters. And I did one record in Nashville. It was called True at Heart. And I think there's the most soulful songs on it. Uh, Fall for Me Again, Fortune Teller. I think they're really great songs. And I tell you, while I was in Nashville for many years, then I always went back for actually 16 years. I went back for songwriting. And I tell you, believe it or not, I fell in love with some country songs. Not, yes. not unheard of. There's some pretty good country yeah, songs. Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. And back in the day, I loved Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks, Garth yeah. Brooks. He had like these storytelling songs and they were like so 
so wow, you know, they, they went in so deep. One song I really like, and maybe not people, you know, I, I, I understand when people don't understand it, but I fell in love with the song, and I think the lyrics are so great, they're so real, and it's by Garth Brooks, The Thunder Rolls. And on that note, we say thank you, Doro. Thank you so much for having What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.